everybody, this is Dr. Bill Janishak on the Conquering Stress podcast. We are here with our special edition, uh, Coronavirus. We are sitting in March 2020, and I'm in California, and we are sitting down in a lockdown, and this is a crazy thing. And this is exactly why I wanted to bring uh, these special broadcasts out to you and just getting different experts in different aspects of, of life, because our whole world's kind of been turned upside down and it's causing a little chaos, a lot of uncertainty. And if you've listened to the other ones, and I encourage you to, if you haven't, to go back and listen. And this is a new normal. This is a, this is a reset. And if you remember on the first special that we did with uh, Glenn Morshaw, we, we said this could possibly be very beneficial for us where we come out stronger than ever. One of the challenges that we have is that there's always these questions, things that we never thought about. Right now, the thing that's, that I want to talk about today is that we have, you know, the schools were shut down. So it was like overnight. There was, I think it was on a Friday here, and they said, don't come back on Monday and don't come back for first to two weeks and three weeks and a month. And there's no end date right now because of all the uncertainty. With uncertainty, comes problems and then now everybody's at home and I and I'm watching the funny memes on Facebook about all the alcohol that's being consumed by the parents because it's day two and they don't know what to do with their kids and on the first part that yeah that's funny because I like laughing at things um, on the the second part is seriously what are we going to do with the kids so I brought on my friend Amy McComley from the Discovery Learning Center uh, Amy how are you doing I'm good how are you I am just doing Jim Diddly Dandy, and I'm loving life. But I, I got you because I, I'm, had all these questions about people are saying, "Oh yeah, the kids are home. I don't know what to do. Everybody's stressed out. It's one more thing." And for the most part, people love their kids except for teenagers, and um, and they're going, "I don't know what to do." Um, we're in this. What does this mean? What does this mean for our children's education, first off? Gosh, what a, you know, just kind of put some fears aside, because that's what we're running on right now, right? Some fears that your child, they're constantly learning, whether they're in school, not in school, they're learning because life, our world is learning. And right now, they're learning the most important thing, and that's history. They are living, eating, breathing history with all of this. This is going to be in the history books and online. And so, yeah, it is, I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing that your child is always learning. So they're, they're always learning. So this, this means that they, they're, they're continuing to learn. We're just a different institution. I mean, we talk offline that it's constant. We're a constant learning and we're programmed more than the kids on our state of learning. Is that right? Definitely. A really great resource, if um, parents can Google, it's Peter Gray, The Decline in Play. He, um, you can find him on YouTube. He gives a great little 15-minute, 20-minute talk. Um, he also wrote the book Freedom um, to Learn, where it's just great learning from different ex experts that children learn through their play. We are all born with wanting to learn, and children learn through their play. Think about from newborn to five, how much did you teach your child? You, you created this enriching environment for them of loving them. And because of that and modeling for them, they walked, they crawled. We don't send our children to walking school. We are confident that children will walk between nine months and 15 months. Now, if they're not walking by 15 months, we are gonna to go to a doctor and kind of find out, is there developmental delay going on? 
it is the same thing with children with their learning. They read, write, they can read, they can write, they can do all that on their own if we provide the enriching environment and there's no developmental delays going on. They, children will want to do these things and so they can continue doing that with or without um, a particular textbook and also knowing that the word curriculum doesn't mean it has to come from a particular institution like our school. You know, curriculum is, think about science. It could be a video that we're watching. It could be going on a walk and learning things about nature. It could be coming from a textbook. It could be anything. So science, social studies, math, reading, all that, we're living it every single day. Wow, yeah. So one of the fears is that the, the parents were going, I don't know how to do common core math and I don't need, you know, I'm not sure about how to do geometry anymore. I haven't seen calculus in forever. So what you're saying is we don't really have to worry about that right now. Right now, and the reason being is because right now, like our kiddos, they've been emotionally traumatized, you know, on a lot of levels. I mean, think about as an adult, how hard it's been for us to adjust to this, right? I mean, it's been hard. Now, with our children, I mean, they've been yanked out of their security. I mean, they've been used to Monday through Friday, going to school every day, seeing their friends, going to their soccer, and all of that changed overnight. And so right now, it's kind of just needing to focus on that emotional trauma. Another example I want to share, just real life, you know, yes, I've chosen to homeschool my own children, but my mom, you know, about eight years ago had passed away. And I'll be honest, for six months, I wasn't... I don't even know if they were, yes, they were in a rich environment because of the home we lived in, but I don't even know if I read to my children and they were very young at the time. And we were just kind of hanging on by a shoestring. And so I came out of that six month of deep grief and I, for a second, kind of panicked, like, oh, are they going to be okay? Because again, this was eight years ago, doing things differently now. And I was shocked that, quote, quote, unquote, the math, the language arts, the things that I thought like, oh my gosh, we lost that. They knew that and more. And I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? And so just over the years of me working with so many children, I'm realizing that they're not going to forget any of those things. So what you're saying is that this too shall pass and that yes. we're, we're not losing a part of their, their growth and their trajectory in life and learning simply because we're having a blip in the screen. Correct. Especially like, you know, think about the fact that your child could be in school the entire school year. And at the end of the year, I'm sure there's things that they did forget or they didn't retain. And that's because that's just human nature. You know, when children are in school, they're not going to retain and hang on to everything, even when they're doing the homework and going to school. And it's not because they're not getting enough information. It's truly because that information, either one, wasn't important to them or two, they did not retain it because it was taught to them in a style that wasn't their learning style. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that basically, Anything they were going to quote unquote forget is going to happen whether you're in school or not in school. But at the same time, by being home, they're going to gain a lot more knowledge than you'll ever imagine. Well, how how sensitive in general? I know everybody, there's a spectrum with every kid, and, and each of them have different EQs or emotional um, fitness that go, goes on. So, how do we handle them emotionally? Because like I said, they're torn out of their, their, their routine. And I guess it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it'll be based on their environment they're having. So if the 
parents listening to this right now are stressed out and are having emotional issues, that's a trickle down theory to the kids. And it is, if you're stable, the kids are going to be more likely to be stable. Is, is that right? Definitely. You know, I think it's that old saying where you put, you know, you're on an airplane and what do they tell us? They put the oxygen mask on ourselves first. So I think as parents, we need to kind of get our own emotions and life in order. And what, what is that going to look like? You know, am I going to meditate? Am I going to pray? Am I going to reach out to a friend, go to counseling, whatever that looks like to kind of calm your fears and anxiety and pressures. You might be out of work right now. And then from there, you can give that strength to your child and having those conversations with your child. And if your child is fighting more with their siblings or acting out more or whatever it may be, just know they're reacting to their environment. They don't know how to say, gosh, I went to the grocery store and it really scared me that I didn't see food on the shelves. So a child most likely is not going to say that, but they end up maybe three hours later fighting with their sister over something silly and knocking her over the head. So I think it's just really being in tune with your, again, that emotional balance with your children, having those conversations. And even if they're not asking, because it will be rare if they'll ask about the bare shelves. Um, and even if you haven't taken them to the store, they're hearing the conversations, just reassuring them that the food's going to come back. You know, I think right now we're so caught up in the school part, which yes, education is important. Um, but part of educating your child is helping them be emotionally be um, more secure. So I think just having these conversations of reassuring them that this will get back to normal. Well, and that, that makes total sense because I was, I, I'm of the belief and I, I was talking uh, with other people on the podcast and just privately, I'm of the belief that we're, we're kind of like at a crossroads. We, you know, we have a hundred percent success rate and survival in this world. So, you know, we've all been through stress, we've all been through, you know, and it could be financial issues, it could be homelessness, it could be business, whatever. Uh, we're, pretty, we're, we're pretty resilient as a human population, and I think we forget that sometimes. And I think if we take on that, that, that confidence that we need to take on and let the kids see that we're okay with this, this is, this is just something else that they'll, they'll take that on. They'll relax a little. And if they'll relax, we can actually come out of this better than before. I think that this is a giant pattern interrupt. It's a reset. I think that by us kind of getting slapped out of our, our normal routine, that things are going to go much better than that. We're going to get to know our neighbors again. We're going to recognize the kids, maybe sit down and talk to them. If we're helping them there with their homework, or playing with them, or moving around, getting them to sleep better, maybe keeping better eye on their their nutrition, their overall well-being. And from a strictly academic, you know, by the institutional standards, maybe there's a blip in the screen, but maybe the benefits that we're going to get socially and spiritually are going to far, far, far out, outweigh the... Uh, you know, the interruption that we're having. What do definitely. You yeah, no, most definitely. You know, um, the schools are understanding right now. Every school right now is giving different resources, right? And it might work for your family, it might not. So if the schools themselves are giving out different resources and saying that things are kind of put on hold right now, obviously our quote unquote educational institution 
aren't too concerned that, oh my gosh, these kids are going to come back and they're going to be behind. You know what I mean? They're, they're going with us. They know that this is just going to be okay in the end. So I think just really hang on to that. Well, so in your expertise and all your experience and everything, is there some things that we need to just to kind of touch on every day or weekly uh, just to keep our chops? Right. Well, you know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because this is an example I use a lot with homeschooling families. I find it really interesting that in the summertime, when schools are typically out of school, we'll see a summer reading library program that's kicked off, right? Where we're bribing children to read so many books and you get little prizes, little coupons for the restaurants and things like that. And why do we do that as a society? I think it's because, you know, we're afraid that the children, right, they're out of school. They're not being told what to do all day long. We don't want them to spend their summer and not read. So we kind of do this dangling carrot. Well, the interesting thing is for families who homeschool, because we're learning and having fun and living life all the time, we don't worry about our children stopping to read in summertime because our children are reading all the time. Um, and they go through seasons of reading where sometimes they're reading tons of books and then the next couple of months, like, and eh, not so much. But, you know, it's interesting how as a society, again, we're conditioned that September through May or June or whatever it may be, is that that's the only time for learning, where again, it's happening all around. So to answer your question as far as like sharpen those skills, what are they going to be forgetting? Just natural living. So when you're now have the opportunity to be at home more, make breakfast together, make lunch together, cooking. You've got your science going on. You've got math going on when you're using your measuring cups, you've got fractions happening. So cook together more, do all of that. When it comes to worry about, you know, like, like say the writing or, you know, again, Children have been used to that routine, right? So if you're not, if you're wanting to stick to more of that schedule, then maybe it's like, let's let's write a letter to grandma right now. We can't see her right now because she needs to be at home, but let's write a letter to her. When they're writing that letter, you can work on the spelling, the punctuation, the grammar. You know, you can do all that in a very natural way. So personally, do I believe that we need to be doing stuff to keep sharpening our skills? No. However, you know, because the children are used to a certain routine, you can touch on the math, language, arts, science, social studies every day to make them feel more secure, to make you feel more secure as a parent, but you can do it in a variety of ways. So I think what I'm hearing you, you say, it's more of a parent problem than a kid problem. It is. Your kids are fine. Your kids are fine. I mean, my kids come to me all the time and tell me, mom, I want to learn about this. I want to research this. Um, if we step back a little bit, the kids, the kids really, really will come to us. So that, that makes sense. Now, you mentioned um, Peter Gray is a good resource. Yes. What are some other resources that you recommend? Um, and I'm going to be not that careful with this. I know this is such an overwhelming time, but, you know, Self-Directed Learning is a book by Blake Boyles, B-O-L-E-S. It's a little red book. It's so easy to read, and it just it talks about more of this, like letting go as a parent a little bit and letting your child be in charge of their education, which is very scary. They kind of might just reassure you of like, oh, huh, they are learning all the time. And so Blake is a great resource. He also um, is in, he didn't do the documentary, but there's a documentary self-taught with Jeremy Stewart. And it shows kiddos or children who are like college, high school, and what they are kind of, what happens when you take a step back in their education and kind of just provide that enriching environment. So I think looking at things like that just kind of re, might reassure you during this scary time that, okay, even if I'm not doing the Common Core math 100%, when we go back to school in September or May, my children will be okay. 
And I have known many homeschool families where their children were homeschooled for the first four years, not doing typical quote unquote schoolwork. Fifth grade, they go into the public school system and they are fine. They're not behind. If they are quote unquote behind, that is a kiddo that has a different learning style, who may have dyslexia or who may need extra IEP services, which that was going to happen whether or not that child was homeschooled or in regular school. Wow, that's good. So when you, you were talking about like self-directed learning, uh, that, is that kind of like the Montessori style? No, self-directed learning is more where you're providing an enriching environment for your child. And okay, what is an enriching environment? You know, it's having books in your home. It's having paper, crayons, pencils, you just supplies for your children. And it's basically you stepping back, which is scary as a parent and letting your child start researching and finding out what they're interested in and have your, having them quote unquote, write their own re, like report, you know? So like the school, let me give you an example in school. We're being told, read this book and write a report on it. Well, in self-directed learning, we're providing the environment to where it's very common for our children to come to us and say, oh, mom, can you read this? I just wrote a report on dyslexia. And you're like, okay, I didn't assign that to you, but it's because their brain, right? Remember, our brains want to keep learning. They're just going after that information and retaining it. So that's what that kind of looks like a little bit. Well, that's kind of cool. So... This sounds pretty good. So what, what are the benefits that you think that the general public will see by having their kids kind of thrust into the homes? I think if we can take this opportunity, like you said, as a reset, we have two choices here. We can be at home stressed out, trying to keep doing school at home and, and following this really strict schedule, or we can say, okay, this is a reset for my family. Reset for my family is, yeah, every day we are going to do math and reading and writing and science and social studies, but every day as a family, that's going to look different. Um, we are also going to be playing board games as a family and eating meals together. Like, you know, we don't even eat dinner together anymore, hardly as, a, as this next generation coming up. So you might need to know your child and find out what's going on with them. Back, back up and, and repeat that. Um, you know, it's funny. We're, we're doing this via Zoom, this recording, and um, we're, I think the world's having bandwidth problems. So just re repeat that, that, that last couple sentences that you said. So um, we have a generation that's been raised typically with not having dinner together. So take this opportunity to not only have dinner together, but maybe breakfast and lunch together. And just really listen to your child and get to know them again. Because this is a time where if we sit back, you might hear the stresses they are having from being in school or the sadness they're feeling over a friendship conflict that happened. So just really taking that time to bond with your child again and slow down. So what, what is one of the things that um, you might look for that says that this isn't working or we need more help or something with people thrust in or signs of that the kids aren't coping well signs as far as not coping well with um with what's happening or like with with school stuff or both either, either <laughs> or during during this time being back in the home and you know they're out of routine that that this is not working or you have to change something Right. So I think if it's to the point where you're feeling stressed and possibly crying yourself or your child is, then 
the routine you've created with your education at home isn't working. If you, so it's really just following your child. And the thing that's challenging is, you know, most of us have multiple children. So it will look very different for both children. My youngest daughter, who's 13, wants a lot of structure. She wants typical school. She wants those textbooks. She wants that timeline. My oldest, my 16 year old wants more of that freedom to write and create when she wants to and all of that. So I think just really looking at that. Okay, cool. So I have one more thought popped in my head is we have this reset. The kids are home. We're like, Oh no, what's going to go. But we, we listened to you, Amy. And, and we said, okay, I'm not going to stress and let's just go frozen and let it go. And the kids start really thriving. The family starts getting in this routine about having kids home. And we get that notice says, coronavirus, scare, pandemic, whatever you want to call it is over, school starting again. And you go, hmm, I wonder if I don't want to go back now. What steps can they take? And maybe mom and dad work, maybe they, they do. Is there somewhere, is there a, a, like a co-parenting uh, homeschool thing going like a learning centers for you? How does that work? Yeah, there's, there's so much out there. And that's the thing right now is like homeschooling has, it's kind of a funny term that they came up with, but it really doesn't suit what it means. Because, you know, you think of homeschooling and that's what we're doing right now is that, right? We're all kind of stuck in the house trying to repeat school at home. And that's not what homeschooling is. I mean, homeschooling is different for every family. There are learning enrichment centers like Discovery Learning, where you can attend up to one to four days a week. Um, there are parent co-ops going on. There's different classes. There are so many resources that are out there. So I think one of the things is get through this right now. Then when everything, the dust settles and summertime kind of hits, kind of sit back as a family and go, huh, do I want to homeschool? Is that something that we want more information on? I think at that point in time, start doing your research. I mean, Discovery Learning, you know, myself, I'm always open to just talking to families, whether you come to my learning center or not. I love helping families figure out what their choices look like. There's charter schools where you can actually get help with some instructional funds where the charter school will help pay for some of these classes and things once it's approved by the credential teacher. So there's a lot of support there. I don't want to give so many resources because right now this is such an overwhelming time. I think the biggest thing is to create a schedule for yourself at home that's going to work. We need to remember our children have been used to the school system Monday through Friday, you know, 8 to 2.30 with all of their subjects and that's their security. So we need to still create that for them, but in a loving, flexible style. So maybe your day's not going to start at 8 in the morning. Maybe it's going to start at 10 in the morning. But following your child, you know, if you have a child who just wants to play outside for two hours in the morning, in the backyard or wherever we are allowed to go right now, let them. If you have a child like my daughter who, like, I want to be doing math at 9 in the morning, then help them with that. So just really sitting down as a family, you know, maybe this weekend or whenever you watch this video and just saying, gosh, what is our new routine going to look like? You know, we don't have soccer practice anymore from five to six. What should we do from five to six? And maybe it's going to be a written down schedule for a little while until everybody kind of adapts to all of this. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And it's interesting. Was it was a couple of years ago when you had that uh, gathering at my office and you put, what was the video that you played there? I believe class dismissed. Yeah, and 
I remember you asked and I said, yeah, sure. You can come to my office and have a gathering. I had some paperwork to do in the back and I'm, and I'm kind of hunkered down in the office and then I'm listening, I'm listening to the video and I'm like, I didn't know that. And I'm going back to my stuff and pretty soon my head's out there and I'm watching, I'm going, I didn't know that's what a homeschool looked like. I was picturing classes on the kitchen table. Oh no. People, and I was so, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, how cool is that? It's like, to me, it was like ditching every day, but learning something, like going out and discovering and, and playing. And I was I was really excited about that. So things look different. So I guess as a wrap, your your biggest takeaways is don't worry. The kids will be fine. We'll be fine. Figure it out. The kids will learn naturally. Right. And they'll tell you exactly what's going on. And there's plenty of resources out there. And yeah. we'll put some in the, the notes and you, you know, Mr. Google will help us with anything else that we yeah. have going on. I think the biggest thing is just not to get overwhelmed. You really take a step back. You know, if you're, when your school hands you that, that packet of resources, whether it's worksheets, whether it's online, checking, it, it's overwhelming. Checking in with the school and finding out, like, I had a friend do this. They handed her a big stack of worksheets. And for this particular mom, she feels that's a lot of busy work. She feels that's not the best way for her child to learn. And so she asked the, when she picked up the packet, like, is this necessary for her to do all of this when it's turn in when she comes back? And they're like, oh, no, we're just giving you this as a resource. So I think just really finding out, you know, what is the requirement? And then from there, if, the, if all those worksheets isn't the requirement, okay, what does math look like then? You know, what does science look like then? And again, not breaking it into subjects because we're learning just all the time. I think that's the main thing. And if you're like, gosh, I don't know what that looks like. I think just living your life, do the same thing with your children that you do during summertime and Christmas break. Well, just, awesome. Yeah. So th thank you so much for coming out. I think this will help immensely to the people that are just kind of wondering. And like this time, in this time of uncertainty, I wanted to bring this message out about giving you some certainty for the kids at home that it's okay. Kids learn all the time. Before we had, you know, industrialized schools like we have today, the kids learned, we survived, everything's going to find your routine. You settle down, the kids will settle down, find the routine that works for you. And there's tons and tons of resources at our Google tip. And uh, we can get that anytime we want. So I hope One that thing I want to step yeah. in and just add really quick is a great resource. Race to Nowhere is a fantastic website documentary. It actually does not talk about homeschooling, and that's what I love about it. It talks about public school, our traditional system, focuses on you know older middle school, high school, but if you've got a first grader, watch this film. You've got experts on there. You've got teachers, college counselors. You've got psychiatrists on there talking about we are pressuring kids way too much as a society and that it is important to do less homework it is important to do more play. So I think watching that documentary, I know a lot of things are streaming free right now. In fact, we just watched it as a family again. I've watched it for like eight times on Amazon. Um, Race to Nowhere is just unbelievable. You will watch it and you will rethink your child's entire education. And even if it means putting them back in public school because that's what works for your family, even watching this documentary is gonna open your eyes and looking at it differently going forward because awesome. there's a lot of pressure out there. That is, that is so good. Thank you so much. So there you have it. You can, you can have a stress-free homeschooling experience, experience going through this stuff.
So share this, get this out to somebody that you know that can use this, that can take the edge off, to calm down. Together we'll get to, well, together we'll get through this to, together. So together, together. I guess that makes sense. So anyways, this is Dr. Bill Janishak, the Yor- Yorba Linda Family Chiropractic on the Conquering Stress podcast. Until next time, thank you very much.